On today's show, how did Luka Doncic make it look so easy against the Houston Rockets? The Mavericks finally, finally coast to a win against a team that's bad. We'll talk about that and more. And should Jason Kidd have taken up for Luka? Talk about that on today's Like a Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. NBA champion. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Letting it ride. Let it ride. Gonna coast to a win. Gonna coast the most to a win. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Mavs is free and available on all podcast platforms including YouTube, but the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know what's one reason the Mavs beat the Rockets and tell us how much you miss Boban. Joining Aww. me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. <sighs> the Bobby boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I desperately need Boban to be traded before the deadline <laughs> and then bought out. I oh, just, it'd just be so uh, great. Would that not be the best thing ever if he joined the Mavs for a, a playoff run? Boban is so awesome. He was the Mavericks victory cigar, even though he was on the Rockets. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I had somebody somebody commented on yesterday's pod and was like, "Thank you for sharing these little like things from the arena," because we're not there and not everybody can go to games. And one of the things I don't know if I've ever heard a crowd cheer more for an opposing player. Then when Boban went into garbage time in this game tonight, soon as he checks in, everybody's screaming. Like the building's like half full at this point. A bunch of people have left. And it's just so loud. It was honestly the loudest part of the game was when Boban checked in. Every time Boban got the ball, got a rebound, hit like a hook shot over JaVale McGee, and everyone's like, ah. It was wild, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Nick stood up, tore off his... <laughs> My credential. Jack had, <laughs> had a, a Rockets Boban like, jersey. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was, oh cool, you have a credential. I do. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm important. Um, <laughs> on today's show, we'll get into the Mavericks' win over the Rockets. They coasted to a win, thankfully. There was a moment though in the game where Luka Doncic went down. Usman Garuba fell on him. He started bleeding like from his face, and he, he gets a technical. The refer the refs in this game were were interesting, and so. We'll talk about that situation. Didn't seem like Jason Kidd really took up for him. What's what's Jason Kidd's role in that situation? What do we think about it? Talk about that a little bit later. And then we'll talk about some of the other guys that had some contributions in this game because it wasn't just Luka, but it did seem like, like Luka did a lot of the heavy lifting. And we'll start with him. 35 points, 12 boards, 13 assists, 34 minutes. He played just a little bit at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But basically got and got the triple double in three quarters. An incredible, like again, another efficient night for Luca. I mean, from the opening tip, it was a hey, like this is just gonna be playground basketball tonight. I mean, he he just makes it he makes it look so dang easy. And you know, I'm thinking about writing on this coming up. Um Ooh. the the whole Luca choosing to drive instead of shooting a three. He only Shot nine threes in this game. Hey, let's go. They won again. Um, because you know, for the longest time, we heard, uh, or at least I heard some like national people, whatever, throw out the phrase, 
Just wait until Luca shoots blank percentage from three. Yeah. It's over then. That's going to be the next level for Luca. A lot of those people were like wrong because this is the next level for Luca. Like, just wait until Luca starts driving more and stops settling because he can drive on literally anybody in the league. Then, then it's going to be over. I mean, it just feels so easy for him right now. I mean, the opening, the opening play of the game, they have Eric Gordon on him. I'm like, all right, that's always what I look for. You know, these teams that's not given who's going to guard Luca. I'm like, all right, who's got the Luca assignment? They put Eric Gordon on him. I'm like, all right, you know, kind of stout vet, sure. He's like, and he just takes him down to the post and just does a spin move layup. I'm like, too easy. Okay, well, this is gonna be too easy. This is this is a level Luca's at right now. It seems easier than typical for for Luca, <laughs> and I mean, it's just he's just on a different level. I got a text halfway through the game from our friend uh-huh. Jackson Gatlin over at Locked On Rockets. Uh, Ooh, tough, tough year for Jackson. <laughs> he said he's still doing a daily show every single day. He's uh he's doing the most work over there with the, with the Rockets. Watching Luca is painful. I truly understand how the rest of the NBA felt watching Harden. <laughs> as in, oh come on. As a Rockets fan, it's painful to watch Luca because of how good he is and how helpless every uh, like all the Rockets are. That's what he meant by it. He's like he's like there's nothing uh, okay, there's okay, nothing okay. the Rockets can do is basically what he meant by that. Not like Luca has a bad brand of basketball. But it, it's just so easy for Luca. And with that Rockets team, there's just nobody that picks him like nobody picks him up. Nobody can like they didn't they don't they're not coordinated enough to double team even. Like I don't, I don't, no. I don't think they could have pulled that off. This Rockets team is such a mess. They have so many young players. If you want to look at a reason to like not tank Maybe look at this Rockets team because I don't know if any of these guys are learning like winning basketball. I don't know if any of them are. Well, I it's it's just rough over there. The the last time, I mean, I'm already tired of watching this Rockets team, and we have them again so you got them coming up next week. Um, you know, the first time they played the Rockets, I think you were out. I was on a solo pod, and which was just like last week. And the thing I said was, hey, a lot of fun young guys, but they desperately need a veteran point guard to just like tell everybody where to go, like. A Ricky Rubio type of dude just to run the show. There's just too much. It's too much chaos going on. Kevin so. Porter, I'm not. I'm not investing stock in him as a starting point guard. But and you know the Garuba stuff started in that game one, and I was laughing then because they were chirping. Luca was like literally in that in the first game against the Rockets, like pointing at him on the floor, saying, "Come up, like come guard me," like stuff you do like on like a, a playground basketball court, and it just it. <laughs> You know, when Garuba came in the game tonight, I'm like, here we go. Like, they're going to they're gonna talk their smack again. And, uh, boy, did they talk their smack. They totally did. And, uh, yeah, let, let's get into it now. The, there's a, a moment in the in the third quarter, three minutes and 43 seconds left. Luca goes up for a, you know, uh, like a floater. He gets fouled. Doesn't Nothing is called. He falls to the ground. And then Garuba, like, falls – Oh, sort of away from Luca, but also into him at the same time. It was like a really weird fall where his legs end up near his face, and he basically kicks Luca right in the face. Mm. And he Luca gets up. He has like, you know, scar from the Lion King, like like scar down the side of the time the side of his face. It looks like he's bleeding. He gets up and he's just yelling at the refs, like, "Are you kidding me?" There's this amazing gif going around with Luca walking up to the ref, showing him the the scar on the face, and be like, "Really, really, really, like." You see this? You see that I'm bleeding? You see that someone has struck me? I have been struck on the face and nothing has been called. And he's just like, and then obviously he gets a tech and, you know, he's furious and all that stuff. The Mavericks are up by 20 at this point. So you're like, okay, well, 
How much does it really matter? And the talking point right now is Jason Kidd kind of goes over the ref, is talking to the ref, but like in his Jason Kidd, like this is a positive world, like that kind of tone, you know, like that kind of tone. And you want to see what like Mike Brown's doing for the Kings right now. Like you watch that team and you watch Mike Brown just go off at some of these refs sometimes, or even go off on his own players because they're not doing the right thing and just see that, like that energy or see that passion behind it and see him take up for his players. And like, I don't think that this is the the end of the world. I don't know if this is like, oh, it's a sign that Jason Kidd's a ter- like is a is a terrible coach and isn't good for Luca. But you got to I got to see something if you're if your superstar player gets kicked in the face like that. Nothing is called. Even if you don't believe it was a foul because I think it was I think it was unintentional. I don't think Garuba did a Grayson Allen and like kicked him in the face on purpose. I don't know. I just want to see something from Jason Kidd. Like some like that's where you get a tech as a coach, I think. I think Jason Kidd should take that tech and not Luca. Coming up after the break, <laughs> I'll give it a ranking on a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a deal this is. For those of you that know Isaac, know where this is going. We'll talk about that <laughs> coming up. But before we do, imagine this. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. Few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end. People start to head out. You think about calling for a ride, and you're like, you know what? The Lyft, the Uber, a little expensive. I, I live nearby. I can make it home. No big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license, lose your job, total your car, or you could kill somebody. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Isaac Harris. We're talking about the Dallas Mavericks win against the Rockets. They coast to this win. We'll talk about a few reasons why a little bit later. But there's a moment in the third quarter we were talking about where Luka Doncic goes down. Usman Garuba falls on top of him. Luka's face is, you know, is, is beat up and bleeding. And didn't seem like Jason Kidd really took up for him. Didn't take the, didn't go out there and take the tech. Luca ended up taking the tech. Now he has eight. He's halfway to uh, a one-game suspension this season. If you get 16 technicals in a season, you get a one-game suspension. Luca has flirted with that like every single year of his career. It seems like. What's your, what are your thoughts on Jason Kidd either not taking up for Luca or maybe you think he did? Uh, I mean, on like a scale of one to ten about how much it matters, I think it's like a three. If if we think that. Luca took the tech because Jason Kidd didn't. If we if we think that if Jason Kidd starts screaming, Luca's not going to scream or not going to get text, that's just not going to happen. This is an incredible point. <laughs> but personally, I would I would be the one who would be go- like screaming my head off, saying, "All right, I'm gonna t- like I'm gonna go after him over this." Um, you you I, being I, the coach I, or you being the player? Yeah, yeah. If I was the coach, yeah, like I would sure. I would do I would take it for him and do the thing. Um, and I would love to see, like, I loved when kid got thrown out the other night. Cool. I think it's great. Yes. I think it's, you know, Rick would do it. You know, he would have a whole strategy behind it sometimes of getting thrown out, kind of, you know, get the team going, all that stuff. Giving Mosley <laughs> a chance to coach the team. And then, <laughs> yeah, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Like I'm not reading into kids coaching ability because, you know, he's not getting riled up, you know, because Luca got fouled hard and stuff. So I'm just like, all right, we can. There's other things I'd like to be more frustrated about than if kid yells. But. Good morning, Isaac. 
<laughs> uh, Good morning, Jason. It doesn't seem like that's the type of coach Jason Kidd wants to be. Like, if you look at the Mike Brown type coach, where Mike Brown for the Kings right now, if you watch any of their games, he's animated. He's, like, coaching players during the game. He's getting into refs' faces and, like, taking the texts and ejections and all that. And Jason Kidd's the complete opposite just as a player. Like, he just... I don't always tell you guys the truth. That level, like that tone of his voice is like the tone of his voice that he keeps. And we've heard, you know, there's the moment in the playoffs where there was that awesome clip where kid is coaching during a play and he's like, stay, stay home, doe, stay home, doe. He's like actually, you know, yelling and, and like coaching the team up. And so you know that he's actively coaching this team. It's just, will he take out for Luca? But I don't know. If he stands in front of him like a human meat shield and tries to take the tech instead of Luca, would Luca care at all about it? We don't know. We haven't seen that from him. Well, Luca dirt can only be a shield. Luca, <laughs> Luca didn't seem to care when Rick tried to do that because uh, Luca would just get a tech too, and there would just be double techs, and you know someone yeah. would get ejected and all that. So <laughs> it's not stopping Luca. <laughs> do, do we think it changes how Luca, like, if you're the star player, would you think differently if your coach? Was just like, you know, walks up to the ref and just kind of talks in like a... I don't always tell you guys the truth. Like that t- monotone of voice. Or would you want to see him like get animated and kind of like defend you? Uh, I mean, I think it'd, it'd be cool like if I was Luca to see it. But like, I don't I don't know enough about their relationship. Like if they're super close and yeah. super tight, then Luca doesn't give a crap. Like, but if they're not, I mean, maybe it does mean something. Um, does this go? Yeah. Does this go back to the, my favorite thing in Mavericks games now? When Luca wants to to review something, he's throwing up. He's like whirling the finger around and is like, "I want to oh, every player. I want to challenge it. this play. Every player does it now. Christian Wood does it like four times a game. For, now. First quarter, two minutes in. Hey, hey, like, review well, this. Review not, this. Review this. But Jason Kidd, that. instead of like looking Luca in the eye and like listening to him or trying to see what you know what he like him explain himself or even looking back to the guy with the iPad that has all the plays in front, he stares up at the video board and just like, like pretend like he doesn't hear Luca basically. And does that ha- like, is, I feel like some of it's all it's, it's Jason Kidd's approach to what he wants to do. Yeah. And if, if there is, if, if there is ever going to be a rift, if, if like three months from now we hear this, the Mavs go on like a 10 game losing streak. There's reports that Luca and Jason Kidd have a rift. We're going to look back at all these moments and be like, Oh, was there signs? Like, was there signs that this wasn't necessarily working out between the two? But if they go to the, like the Western Conference Finals or win a playoffs, we're not going to hear about any of this. It's probably not going to matter. And so, I don't know. You read the you read enough tea leaves, and you're like, okay, I don't know. I don't know what to take from that. <coughs> I mean, winning cures everything, right? Yeah. I mean, right. If they they continue winning right now, which I mean, I think that coming out of this game, this is one of the biggest talking points for me. Is you know. They're seven and three over their past ten games. They've won five games in a row. Their next two are against San Antonio and Houston. Then they have a tough stretch with Boston and New Orleans coming to town. Yep. But I mean, they have a chance to go seven and zero on this stretch. I mean, it was just a few weeks ago. We're looking at this team, and they're like eleventh. They're down <laughs> there at the bottom of the play-in. I mean, there's people freaking out. I was doing a solo segment on a pod, you know, trying to talk about the talking points of some of the team tankers out there that are like in the Mavs fan base saying tank for Wimby. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's inevitable that we had those few weeks. There were so many comments on our YouTube channel, like this loss, you know, this win pisses me off. Let's go for Wimby. And it's like, all right. And now look, they're half game back from fourth in the West right now, half game back from the Clippers and they're sitting at five. And it's like, dude, they're on a roll right now. And they're still missing guys. You know, Dorian and Maxi, Reggie missed tonight. So they're four best all de- their, defenders were out tonight. Yeah, all their perimeter defenders were, you know, pretty much out tonight. So 
Uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff happening right now with the team. Now, you can say, all right, we're on a winning streak, and it's required Luka to put up 30-point triple-doubles, 60-20-10, you know, 50-pointer in there. It's required all of that, which I hear that for sure. Um, but we, it could be much worse than what it is right now. So really cool, really cool vibes uh, from the team at the current moment, winning five in a row. Yeah, and with even with those terrible vibes that the, like that it feels like that either Mavs fans interpreted or that the Mavericks actually had, they were only like one game under five hundred, right? There was that fifteen and sixteen mark after that Timber that first Timberwolves loss that felt like it was one of the lowest moments, right? Because you're like, all right, we've lost what five out of the last seven. It just feels like a, a down moment. They were only a game, one game under five hundred, and now they're four games above five hundred. Like it just can change so fast. The way so that you can fast. rise in the standings. Plus, we should also mention, we haven't really talked about this, Devin Booker's going to be out for a month. And the Suns don't look like they're like a real team to contend with if Devin Booker's out. He's been incredible for them. And now they're all trying, like the Suns are all trying to figure out how do we replace him? How do we like stay afloat while he's gone? I got campaign. Oh, your boy, your boy campaign. <laughs> uh, and so but- the Mavericks are tied with them right now. And there's a chance for them to gain some ground on them. The Clippers have, you know, they're, they have all kinds of injuries, and we'll see what happens to them over the next couple of weeks. But this is a real opportunity for the Mavericks. Yeah, and, and what I loved about this Rockets game was this is what good teams do. This is what good teams in a, in a real groove right now. They didn't play around with it, and that's why we were talking about Luka in the first segment. It seemed from the opening tip, hey, we got this. Like There was this like ultimate confidence in their look, looks. Luka was taking a little bit of like fill myself, heat check-ish shots, and it wasn't even like heat check time. <laughs> And it's like, all right, you're confident in this game and this game plan and everything against this Houston team that you just played. You're about to play again. And it was just like they had it. They took, you know, they they went up and like, you know, you're a little worried at the beginning. Like, all right, we can't do this. And, you know, again with Houston. But (laughs) then they got up and it's like, hey, we're not going to let up on this. And any game that Luka can set in the fourth is great for Dallas. And good teams put away bad teams like this. And the Rockets are so bad. They suck. (laughs) <laughs> and this is what you got to do. And the, and they did it. Uh, Mavs were, were up by just about eight in the middle of the second quarter. Luca checks back in. They're up by eight points. And then Luca hits that buzzer beat, a 35 foot buzzer beater uh, oh, left yeah. wing three right before halftime. And they're up by uh, what? 14 points at halftime. So like that little run just like pushed them enough. And the Rockets tonight, they, they just, they didn't have enough to, they didn't have enough defense to get back in a game like this. You got to be able to defend to come back. One of the reasons that, why the Mavs had so many comebacks last year is because they actually had a good defense. That sequence at the end of the half was hilarious to me because Luca's holding the ball for the last shot, and then he takes the shot a little. It's kind of a bad shot, but he takes a little early, and I was like, "Oh, okay, you didn't even like wait for the last like buzzer here." Houston gets it. They come down the floor, and it's like he was like so determined, like, "No, dang it, I got to get the ball back." <laughs> I'm taking. He draws. He draws his charge on Shingun, and then it's like they have you know what a couple seconds. Left. I'm like, "Oh, here we go." And, you know, and there he did, you know, he hits hits the shot and does his little shimmy thing. And I was like laughing. I'm like, of course he did. Freaking Luca. So good. Coming up, let's talk more about how the Mavericks won this game. Who else stepped up? Christian Wood had a good game. We'll talk about Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. It's a personal finance app that helps you find 
and cancel your unwanted subscriptions and monitors your spending and helps you lower your bill all in one place. We used to talk about this app and it would just help you with your subscriptions, which that in and of itself is a really helpful thing. We all have so many subscriptions and you can't keep track of them all if you're trying to subscribe to this, subscribe to this, subscribe to The Athletic, subscribe to ESPN Plus, you know, streaming services, uh, bark boxes for your dog. Like, there's just so like quip toothbrushes. There's just so many different like things that you can subscribe to right now. It helps you with that, but then it also can help you to manage your money as well. So if you want something like that, a personal finance app or something like that, check out Rocket Money. Stop throwing money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash NBA. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash NBA. rocketmoney.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about this game. The Mavericks get the win, 129 to 114. We talked about Luka Doncic's triple-double, just making it look easy. You had, uh, I think, the biggest stat of this game. Mavericks, 25 fast break points. That's the most that they've had this season. And we mentioned this yesterday, or the other day, about the Knicks game. They found something, a little bit, a little something here with Luka throwing these long outlet passes. Luka being the one to take the inbounds from the, uh, take the inbounds from the, um, uh, from like the made shot or something like that. And, then kicking out to whoever is streaking. And Davis Bertans had a couple of opportunities. Spencer Dinwiddie had a couple of opportunities. What did you think about the Mavs in the fast break tonight? Sorry, we both got the same text right now. And it was funny. It was funny. Um, <laughs> um, I thought the opposite of the fast break stuff was almost just as important. That a young team like this Rockets team only had five fast break points against this Dallas oh. team. That, that they defended it so well. I was shocked by that because that's what I get worried about. You know, we know how much how slow Dallas likes to play and Luca letting him set up and do his own thing. And like, we know how, how their pace, okay? They're the last in the league. But for them to defend like that against a, a young team like Houston, now I know they're not like top three in the league in, in fast break, but or anything. They're still, <laughs> but they're still a young team that could get out and run against Dallas if they wanted to. And, uh, them holding them to five points, all that was huge. But yeah, I mean, getting out and, and running and scoring twenty five fast break points is huge. Uh, for did you say it was the the highest this season for Dallas? Yeah, it was a season high twenty five. Okay. Uh, Jason Kidd made a joke after, and he said, "You know, usually we get two or zero. Tonight we got twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's true. And last game against the Knicks, they had fifteen, so they're finding something here with just the kick ahead passes, the full outlets from Luca. Dwight Powell beat. You know, beat the centers a couple of times, and this was the classic Dwight Powell nineteen point six rebound game where he just—and that's not classic Dwight. No, no, no it's classic, classic Dwight. Doesn't no, put no, no, up no, no, nineteen. No. It's classic because he does this like once or twice, maybe every once or twice a year, probably, where he'll just take advantage of like a team that just isn't paying attention, falling asleep at the wheel, not really like not really caring on defense, and he'll just be in the right spots and take advantage of everything around the rim that he can get. What did he finish? He was 8 of 8. Yeah, 8 of 8 from the field. Yeah. Like, all of his stuff was just easy stuff around the rim because he caught the Rocket Center sleeping. And, man, were they just sleeping. This this Rockets team is so bad. Yeah, he had six boards tonight. You know, the other night, you know, as a lot was said. He played 30 minutes, didn't get a single rebound. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you know this, but um, Dallas lost the rebounding battle tonight. So... Kind of tough. Um, they lost three bound about four to Houston. 
but anyway, no, Dwight played a good game. Came off the bench. Um, you know, obviously Christian Wood started in this game. Frank Nelkina started in this game. Let's go, Frank. Uh, solid two points for Frank. Two but assists, three I'll, rebounds. I want to shout out somebody else who came off the bench. I'm really liking McKinley Wright's minutes right now. There was there was some some tweets today of like, how, why is Jason Kidd playing McKinley Wright over Hardy? You know what? If you play defense, Jason Kidd's gonna play you right. Like yeah. he's gonna come yeah. in and, and and you if you can defend, he's gonna give you some minutes. And McKinley Wright came in and did that. Uh, like in like into the fourth quarter, he was running with the sex tuple uh, single, where he had one rebound, one assist, one turnover, one foul, okay. one one steal, one block. Like he had he had Didn't one. Know where you're going with that? He had but... one of everything. Sex tuple just means six of something. You said sex, so it's like whoa, what's going on? You're the pastor, Isaac. Well, <laughs> yes, sex is a gift from. God. <laughs> <laughs> hey Bates, clip that, clip that one, clip, clip, clip it. I have two kids. Come on, it's a great, it's a great gift. Um, but yeah, I like McKinley Wright's minutes, and uh, you know, it's it's those type of dudes. Like, can you find these type of guys? That I mean, I don't know what his role is going to be when yeah. everybody's healthy and all that, but he at least plays really hard. And that was his thing, you know, coming out of Colorado and stuff. He's a really good defender, and uh, just didn't stick in Minnesota and. I'm glad he's playing well now. Yeah, he, he, I thought he played some swarming defense. He's he's not going to take a three, which is which just hurts. Like if he <laughs> if he could take one and make them, then it's he's a totally different player, right? I think I think. Uh, How did we get to this point in the pod? And we haven't talked about Christian Wood yet. Eligible for the extension, and he's putting up some monster numbers right now. Um, he had 21 points, um, eight of 15 from the field. I didn't know you blocked felt strongly about Christian Wood. He had four blocks. In this game, do you know that he's he's went like a ton of games in a row with two plus blocks? They must have taken a block away from him because he had five at one point during this game. He should have definitely had five. He got called for a dumb foul, and I'm like, he got called for a couple was, dumb fouls. Like you look at this game, and you're like, oh, he had five fouls. He almost fouled out. He he had five fouls in like 16 minutes, but a couple yeah. of them were really dumb. Like they were they, the refs in this game. We talked about the Garuba moment where they didn't call the foul on Garuba on Luca. They were just calling stuff like either really tight or just nothing. <laughs> it was so yeah, strange. It's it like, it not consistent at all what they were calling. And so Christian Wood would like slightly tap somebody with his offhand as he was contesting a block, like that block that you know was right in front of him. And they call that a foul. And on the other end, Luca will do that. And then they wouldn't call it a foul. It, it was just very odd. Uh, but yeah, I thought the, the, five threes for him too. This was a good Christian Wood game. Five threes for him. Uh, we talked about the blocks. He's just he's, his timing is really good around the rim, defending the rim right now, coming over for help. Seems like he really has figured out that role defensively, which bodes well for the Mavericks. Like I'm really I I would love to be able to see him and Maxi play now, like play try to play defense now. Yeah, but we're not going to be able to see that till I don't know April or the playoffs maybe, or ever. Um, <laughs> you know when when it comes to you, we, we mentioned this the other day, and I just want to mention it again. Because I was talking to a few people before the game the other night about extension possibilities for Christian Wood. And one of the things I was talking about was the idea of that shorter-term extension. I was just talking more about that. If Dallas is uncomfortable with the 4 for 77, which I know a lot of fans are saying, hey, just do it now. But if Dallas is uncomfortable, um, what's the likelihood that there's like a two-year one on the table? 
And it's like a two year, the most money you can give, which I've heard kind of different iterations of what that, what's the most they could give him over two years. I've heard like 36. I've heard up to, you know, a little bit more. Well, if they do the extension, they can only give him, what is it like 120%. But if they wait till like the, like free agency, they can give him like, they can give him more then and do a two year deal. Right. Like if they have, yeah, well then you're playing with fire if you wait for free agency. Right. Right. Which is what you're doing. But I I think on his point of view, you wouldn't take a two year deal like that. Right. He's, he's looking at it like, Oh, why would I take that deal when, well, if you think another team out there is going to, you know, pay you a lot of money, then yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I I just want to throw that. I don't know where they're sitting with that. That's going to be a question that we're going to ask for. I don't know until, until past the trade deadline. Right. Like that's that's, until the deadline still going to be a big question for us through then. I thought Spencer Dinwiddie had a good game, 15 points, six assists, four rebounds, six of eight from the field. He's just a great three-point shooter now. Like, pull up, like catch and shoot. He's just been a great three-point shooter, and that's such an asset for the Mavericks. If Dorian's not playing, Bullock's not playing, they weren't shooting the three ball that well, like, at least you have Dinwiddie that's going to be this consistent three-point shooter. I never would have thought that he would be the consistent three-point shooter on the Mavericks. Consistent. That's the word. And it's like... He's not going to get a lot of love from a lot of you know national people and stuff for this season, and even probably from some of these Mavs, you know, some Mavs fans and stuff right now. But he's just consistent every night. That he's not putting up these thirty-five point games, but there's also not a ton of games where he's putting up like five points either. He's consistent. He's hitting the outshot shot really well. He's hitting the corner threes well. Outshot shot. And outshot shot. Outshot shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, I've. Yeah, you know, I've praised Dinwiddie's season a lot on this pod. So yeah, I thought AJ Lawson would play a little bit more tonight with the wings down, but oh well. Then we've n- we've needed. seen this coaching staff not want to throw in guys too early, right? Like Kemba came in and he sat for a while. Composo came in, he sat for a while. Like they just want him to to look and see like what it is. I feel like if you stick somebody like that into this defense so fast, they'd just be yeah. so lost that it would be it'd be just so easy for the other team to just take advantage of them every time. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's what it is with AJ Lawson, but yeah, I mean, he's on the team now. We're glad that he's on the team and hopefully he does get some more time. I was surprised that Hardy didn't get more minutes. He got some time there in the first half. Jason Kidd made a comment about it before the game. Like, Hey, we're going to put him in earlier, which I guess they did. <laughs> they put him in the end of the, fir- in the first quarter, the end of the first quarter, minute, minute 20 left in the first quarter. Uh, he did not look great in this game. Looked pretty lost on defense. Couple of fouls. One, it's just going to take time. One like, three. It, it, yeah, it's it's just going to take a little. Nothing's bit. changed from us. No. Like, not, we've been saying this whole time. Like, it's just gonna it's gonna take time. I think he's gonna be a fine player in the league. It's just gonna take time. It's okay to have patience with Jaden Hardy. And the Kemba Walker thing has stunted his ability to get more minutes too. Right? Like any any well, any potential time he was gonna get is now. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I mean, it feels like Kemba's playing like one ever. Like three or four games at this point. Well, that, you know, they, like, they're injury managing him for sure. But uh, anything else yeah. stand out to you in this game? We talk, no, we talk about care the, of business. Talk about the Boban mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah. I think, can I give you maybe a hot take? Of course. I think Jabari Smith is going to be the best rocket out of this whole group. Okay. He hit a t- He looked really nice in mid-range. Tonight. He, was, he, was, he was breaking the Mavericks... Zone. The Mavericks are playing zone defense in the, like in the second quarter, and they were he was breaking it with elbow jumpers. It's like that doesn't happen because usually there's a bunch of dudes yeah. in the middle there when you're running zone. But yeah, he was hitting a bunch of these pull up elbow jumpers, 
and uh, didn't hit any of his threes, but we know he's a, he was a good three-point shooter in college. So once that comes, he's big, he's long, he can play defense. Like, he can do it on both ends, and I feel like if you've got that yeah. elbow jumper like that and you can play defense, that's just a player that we just don't see in the NBA very often. When we do, it's like Kawhi, <laughs> you know, or somebody like yeah. that. No, he's a lot of fun. I like him. Of course, I like Tarice. And I like his Shingun's fun just because I love, you know, when anybody has post moves in today's game, I'd love it. Um, I have, I just have a hard time pinning down what Jalen Green is in the future. I don't know what his role is. I don't know if he should be a point guard or a two guard. I, don't, I just don't know what his ceiling is. He's super talented and he's really good. And I'm not like saying like a buster. It's just hard for me to like see what path he's going down right now. So I mean, Bradley Beal. Um, Bradley Beal scored like 30 points a game. What two years? Seems like that's a path Jalen Green could go down. Yeah. So like a so a score a two guard. Yeah, that's what um, I think. He's definitely not a point guard. I mean, they're throwing out Kevin Porter Jr. and trying to fit him into this point guard role. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know about that. Let us know in the comment section below what's the one what's one of the reasons why the Mavericks won this game. Let us know what you thought about um, Luca's triple double and all that, guys. We will be back with a weekend post game edition. We do every single post game here, so after the Spurs game, I'll have you covered. So hopefully, we'll continue the streak, and then uh, we'll be back Sunday as well with an episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.